0: Hey there, it's Craig, and I have a really simple question for you. Are you accountable? Do you take accountability for your actions? What are your first thoughts when that comes to mind? Did you immediately respond into the speakers or did you ponder and think about it for a while? That's what today's show is going to explore. Episode 165, Are You Taking Accountability? I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, I'm Craig Ansell. And welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're rolling into episode 165, Are You Taking Accountability? I opened up the intro with a question about you. Are you accountable? Now, for some of us, we might cringe. We might kind of, of course I am, immediately respond defensively. But for others, depending on our personality type, we might just pause, ponder, think about it for a moment. Hmm that's an interesting question. Where are you going with this, Craig? Are you talking about my personal life? Are you talking about my professional life, my work life? The answer is yes. Today's theme is about accountability, but that accountability can be connected to your confidence, your inner confidence, self-confidence. The show for today stems from a meeting that I was recently in where a team member was asked a question by his management and the response was, I was told. That led to a follow-up challenge by one of the managers asking what else the person knew about the situation, which wasn't much. Regardless of what position you're in, you and i we all have responsibilities some may be greater than others some may have more frequent more rigid rugged reporting requirements they could be verbal just you know speaking out giving updates they could be written format they could be they could have to be drafted on computer in special reporting formats or special tools or software and for most of us it's not that complex it's not that detailed but the point is We have to be responsible for something. People don't just hire you nowadays and say, hey, Craig, you want to join the team? Sure. Listen, here's your pay, and um, you don't really have to do much, okay? And, um, you know, if you help out, great. If you don't, no problem. And if you make mistakes, heck, we all do. We're human. Don't worry about it. We'll keep you on and keep paying you. And then every six months or every year, we're going to come by and talk to you about giving you more money, a performance review, because, heck, we can do that. We're a company. Okay, back to reality, Craig. Wake up. What happened earlier in that example was the phrase that I used when I heard, I was told, okay, I was told shows that you in this person, not you, but the person in this case was acting as a reporting function. They were being passive. All they did was pass on information. I was told, I heard, okay, there wasn't much value being relayed. And it was also with a limited amount of data, limited amount of information or status. What's missing here? Back to the topic theme. There certainly wasn't any evidence of ownership or accountability. No inkling of taking action. If you are simply reporting something that you overheard, you saw, you witnessed, that's one thing, kind of like an eyewitness on the news, but there's a certain and limited amount of value with that. How we report things is critical to how we're seen. That includes our body language, our word choice, the volume, our vocal inflection, tone, and energy. All these things go into communication. If all we do is receive limited information and run to report it to our team lead, supervisor, or manager, we are not adding much value. It's literally something that could be automated. I don't know about you, but when I thought about that statement, that made me cringe. You and I may be in a reasonably paid environment or maybe a well-paid environment, a well-paid job, and we're proud of where we work and what we do. But if occasionally we are asked to give updates, statuses, report out, if you will, and we don't choose the words that we use carefully, like in this case here, I was told, which is a true statement more than likely by this example, given this person, but if we don't choose our words carefully, who else could do our job equally or cringe, worse yet, better? This show, Career Growth Made Easy, is not about instilling fear. It's not about threat management. It, in fact, is about the opposite. It is about looking at your potential growth, making it easy for you to succeed in your current job, the vision for a future job, and if you're a job seeker out there, to help you connect the dots, connect the pieces, put the breadcrumb trail together. So that you can find your next job, a job that you're interested in, that's compatible with you, you're compatible with it, and that you're happy with what you're going to be doing. There's an old saying, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Back to the theme, accountability. This is a case where somebody was reporting out a status update or a project update. But you could easily change this to be in any line of work and you're just responding to a team lead, a supervisor, a manager's request for information. And it's really about how you respond with all those body language features I told you about earlier, but also the word choice, which is always critical. I have a friend whose father used to say, you are what you report. Let me say that again. You are what you report. So taking into account all the things I talked about with body language and word choice, people, potentially your management team that you work for, do analyze you and do have opinions about your work performance based on how you report out. Now, it doesn't have to be a complex report like I mentioned. It could simply be responding to questions. When something happens, do you come running to your supervisor or manager and let them know that a problem occurred? In some situations, depending on your responsibility, that is the right thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But if you're in a little bit more of a leadership role or expected to take some responsibility, some accountability for what you or your team is doing, do you bring your supervisor or manager problems? Or do you report the problem and bring potential solutions or recovery plans? Again, it differs with what role you play. But this the, the point of today's show with accountability is to get you thinking about how you view things. When you have a flat tire on your vehicle, for example, do you just pull over, give up, and kind of beat the steering wheel senselessly, and you're upset because you're going to be late to your school, late to your work, late to your appointment? Or do you pull over and think of a plan, a recovery plan? Call a tow truck? Call, I don't know, a service like AAA? check and see if you have a spare tire in your vehicle and a jack? Are you near a gas station or service center and could potentially get some local help? The point being, there's options to the way we see things and react to things, as well as to the way we report. Many years ago, during an intense multi-year project I worked on, I had a lot of late nights and a lot of weekend support for this project. My manager asked me, If I was managing my project, or it was managing me. It still makes me cringe just a little when I say that statement. Was I managing my project, or was it managing me? I guess my body language was less than positive. If this was a storytelling episode, I'd let you know you should handle things internally, but to not always display them externally, at least not all the time. So working those hours, like I've talked about in prior shows, those extended hours, coming in early, staying late, can be applauded. You're a hard worker, you're dedicated, you're dependable. But what type of image, what type of reflection does your your body language, your tone, your demeanor, your energy level look like to others when you're putting in that extra effort? And when you're asked to report out or respond to a question, What does that sentence, what does that statement look like? For example, when you receive information, what do you regularly do with it? Do you sit on it and wait until later to report it out? Do you follow up immediately or maybe at the end of the day or end of the week, depending on the severity? How do you determine the level of urgency with that information? Also, Are you empowered in your job to make decisions or to provide support in cases where it's a critical nature? Ultimately, you need to understand your job and know your role, the role that you play, and what is expected from you. What is expected from you by your coworkers and by your manager and your company? So in talking about accountability, Yes, it's about how we respond, verbally, physically, language, word choice, but it's also about knowing what is expected of us, that dreaded job role, those job responsibilities and task responsibilities. In the recent show, 164, I talked about knowing how much you're worth. And part of that is knowing how to react how to respond in certain situations because you know what your job role is. So that's a great connector show to this. It's a great connector complimentary show. And also, I had an earlier show, 131, and it was called Own the Issue, Not the Excuse. I bring that up as we begin to close today's show because talking about accountability Are the first words out of your mouth when something goes wrong or when something goes differently than planned an excuse? If you're not speaking the response when you write it and update someone by text or by email, hey, I'm sorry to inform you that, or it wasn't my fault, but I wasn't working on this project, but I heard. The other day, our team was looking at something and this happened. They told me that. Now, some of those statements are fact-based and truth-based statements, but how could you change any of those statements to show responsibility, accountability, and maybe showing a little bit boost of confidence when you respond? You could start off with a statement, the following situation has occurred, our team members are safe, and we are working to remedy the situation by the following three bullets, and then you explain what those are. If it's, you know, something got spilled, some type of chemical in the uh, grocery store or in the supermarket, you talk about putting some cones down to alert people to the spill. You immediately go and get a mop bucket. Maybe you ask a team member to stand by while they watch the area to uh, alert customers to the safety or to the hazard, to the issue. If it's something else more complex and you're working out in the service industry and there's a dangerous situation, stay around, alert someone. Contact a supervisor or leader and tell them what you've observed and what you're working or attempting to do. The point being is that if we're just reporting mechanisms, you are what you report, we don't always provide a lot of value. Now, in some roles, like I say, that is important. That is your job. Do it. Do it well. But if we are asked to do more, we are challenged or tasked with more responsibility and more accountability, this is where I hope this show helps you think about the way you look at things, think about the way you observe, and think about the way you respond when you're questioned or asked to report out. Knowing that statement earlier from a friend's father, you are what you report. You're technically reporting all the time, whether it's in a formal review or just answering questions or giving updates. So with that, that accountability, use confidence. Stand up straight. Look people in the eye if you're capable. Sound confident you report out. After giving that status update, potentially, again, if it's in your wheelhouse, if it's in your role, give potential solutions, potential resolution ideas. Even if you have to get your uh, resolutions approved by a supervisor or a manager or higher up in the organization, at least you've brought potential solutions. Even if your management team doesn't go with any of your ideas, they'll at least see you're giving them the status update, the problem, the concern, the challenge at hand, and you're thinking outside the box to recover and improve the situation. If you're in an environment where you draw a blank and you're not sure just other than to report the status, report the problem, or the update, I get it, especially if you're early on in your career, maybe in one of your first jobs, or heck, applying for your first job. What can you do? Well, besides continuing to subscribe and listen to this show, which I very much appreciate, what you can do in your individual environments is report out the problem, the challenge, the situation, and see what others do about that. Your manager, your team leader, what responses, what solutions are they going to provide you? What have you seen others do in these situations? That way, you get to start to think about and decide, which way do I want to approach this in the future? Did I like the way that employee A was treated and responded to a certain situation? Or did I like the way employee B solved the problem without potentially engaging a supervisor, team lead, or manager? they resolved it on their own because it wasn't a critical matter. Opening up your eyes to your environment and learning and processing will help you grow in the future and you can be on the path to thinking about how you take accountability to the next step. I have been your host, Craig Ansell. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Career Growth Made Easy. We're closing episode 165, Are You Taking Accountability?